Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Final hour of power here on a Thursday afternoon in the nation's capital and beyond. We've been talking about the Ron Rivera spot with uh, Kai of ESPN, a man who covered all four years, day in, day out, and did it very well for the athletic, is my good pal Ben Standing, who you often hear on the Kevin Sheehan Show, uh, and... Um, I decided to bother Ben a little bit more after a conversation uh, we had this morning. And, of course, you can get Ben's great work, uh, again, on The Athletic. It is beyond affordable. It is, of course, a necessary, necessary investment if you love great Washington Commanders coverage because Ben does it better than almost anybody. And he's with us here on the BetQL Guest Hotline. Hello, Benjamin. How are you? Hey, I am doing uh, great, uh, Mr. Russell. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, I appreciate you. And, of course, don't forget the Standing Room Only podcast uh, available wherever you get your podcast, not podcast, podcasts, uh, is uh, available to you right now. I know Ben's always toiling and working hard to get you guys the best content. All right, so, um, you know, of course, up on The Athletic as part of your coverage, you know, you guys – I mean, have you know people for every team. So uh, right now, if you go to the Commanders page, uh, you're you're you know you have a national feature about ranking uh, the best head coaching vacancies, and then your coverage of the Adam Peters uh, press conference. Let's go with Adam Peters first and get your general big picture takeaway. I can't imagine anybody that wasn't in that room didn't walk away impressed. What stood out to you the most? Well, it's so interesting, right? Like what, like as a writer, you're looking for a good quote, a good angle, something. I I don't think he gave us too much there, which is maybe the point of why people think it was such an impressive show. He clearly is polished. He clearly wasn't fumbling around with his, um, with his thoughts. He certainly didn't put his foot in his mouth because like I said, there really wasn't like some juicy angles to come out of it, which is absolutely what you want from this team, right? I mean, that is, you want somebody who gives you who, – who is competent or at a minimum is like sort of projecting that. We'll see over time how things play out. But from that perspective, yeah, I thought it was impressive. I mean, we still I, – I don't know that we got too much from, uh, besides – out of the vision. You know, I remember when Scott McLuhan was introduced and all he had to – for GM. And all he had to say was, 
I want football players. And everybody went nuts as if he had just split the atom or something. <laughs> um, so, you know, sometimes the intros can be a little overstated if you just sort of like the perception of what right. it is. But in this case, we're talking about an executive who's viewed around the league as a highly, highly sought after town evaluator coming from a team that has arguably the best roster in the league and is considered to be a really good communicator. So there's a lot of reasons to like him, uh, regardless of what anybody you know kind of thought of, of uh, the other day. The thing that stood out to me, as, as long as he was telling the truth, which, again, I don't know him at all, so I'm, I'm, I'm not going to you know be immediately skeptical, but we all know that what they say on a, at a press conference doesn't always equal reality. But I'll say this, again, as, as long as it's close to the truth – and I don't know if we'll be able to prove it or disprove it. Um, the thing that impressed me the most, and I'm curious as, as to your thoughts, is when you're talking about the new head coach and who that might be, and he said, you know, this isn't going to be like in a box. It's not going to be offense, defense, whatever. It's going to be the best leader. Do you believe what you heard out of Adam Peters in terms of what he is looking at and what is most important in the head coach, or do you think that's something that he felt he had to say? Well, I mean, you know, it's hard to know. I mean, like, for example, when Josh Harris was talking about the GM search being you know, thorough and rapid and all that, um, you know, Adam Peters had been viewed as the top, the, the one to beat, and ultimately it did work out that way. So, you know, I'm not saying it wasn't thorough. They interviewed five people. You know, you just sort of wondered to some degree that they just had their eye on Peters the whole time, and it was a matter of, you know, would something surprise them or he would screw up the interview for it to not be him? And, you know, certainly doesn't seem like he messed anything up uh, and did a good job presenting his ideas to them. So here, you know, he's saying this and like it, it's it's music to my ears as well. I know there's been a lot of talk about Ben Johnson and I would, you know, from what I've heard, feels like he is also the one to beat depending on what other offers he's going to get out there. Um, but I, and I understand why people are inclined to say, go get an offensive minded coach for a variety of reasons, including if you go with a, a defensive coach and you get an offensive coordinator, then that coordinator could be poached as soon as you're, as soon as you start looking good, because that's what kind of happens. Um, but that said, you know, the, it is a different job. The, the, the offensive coordinator job is very different from the head coach job. Mm -hmm. It is mm -hmm. a lot of leadership aspects of this. It isn't just calling the plays though. That's a huge point if he's going to do that. So I would look for – I would be open to defensive people if you think Raheem Morris or I don't know how Dan Quinn would sell in the market after what Dallas just did. Not very playoffs, good. Not very good based on Twitter. No, no. But, you know, I, I would consider those, not to mention Mike Vrabel, right, mm -hmm. who, you know, not only has he shown to be a pretty good coach, being able to, to, to take a Tennessee team that wasn't always loaded with talent uh, up – you know, you know, had to get to have some good runs in this regular season in the playoffs. He's a defensive guy as well. So I, I would be open to anything, even though I understand why there's a lot of conventional thinking or, and you know, maybe it's even smart thinking about why the offensive coach is the way to go. But I appreciated the fact, like you said, that he was seemed to be open to the ideas based on what he, you know, he mentioned in, in the press conference. Are they, if they're hell bent and this has been the speculation, and I've heard this as well, 
way back in like, you know, uh, September, October, when things started to unravel, you know, like you started hearing little murmurings and, and rumblings. And I'm, I'm not digging like you guys are and whatever. So I'm not trying to, you know, say this, but you heard, you know, like they'd like to pair a younger GM and a younger head coach. That doesn't necessarily mean a first year, a first time head coach, but a younger GM, younger head coach for a potential marriage of 10, 12, 15 years, what have you. If that philosophy is true, and we, again, we don't know if it is, but if that philosophy is true and they choose not to talk to Belichick, Vrabel, uh, Jim Harbaugh, Pete Carroll, just to name those four, it, are, are they doing themselves ultimately a disservice by talking to everyone and trying to find the best candidate instead of an ideal situation that they have in mind? Or do you feel that's the right approach? Yeah, well, I think of those guys, obviously all, you know, significant winners in their career in various spots. You know, for me, Belichick and Carroll would be kind of non-starters. I know that sounds insane to say with Belichick, considering the legacy. But, you know, based on the age, I'm not being an ageist as as somebody who's getting old, but, you know, that's a short-term deal, right? Right. Belichick's not going to be here for the next decade. Same with uh, Pete Carroll. So, right, so... So it's therefore I would want to go younger because the whole point here is to ideally find somebody who does stay around for some time and, and puts you in position to be a contender year after year. My, my issue with Harbaugh, I think, would be, you know, whether he ultimately wants to have the final say in personnel like, like Ron Rivera did or not, he's clearly going to want to have his say in who the GM is because if he's going to turn over personnel control to somebody else, it will be somebody that he knows and trusts. I don't know that he and Adam Peters have a relationship, but Washington clearly wants Peters to be that guy, so I don't see Harbaugh being the fit. But then that comes back to Vrabel. Now, it feels like with Tennessee, from what you read or what I read, like there were some, I guess, concerns from ownership mm-hmm. about um, Vrabel's involvement with the personnel. And, you know, he's come from that Belichick, uh, you know, for the Belichick tree, and the those guys collectively have had a tough ride at times, not just in terms of the wins and the losses, but in terms of just sort of like riding their teams a bit hard. I mean, clearly, you know, Josh McDaniels with the Raiders is a, the most recent example where the players were so miserable that once McDaniels was gone, they clearly had a massive turnaround under Antonio Pierce. Mm-hmm. And it feels like it was a lot of just, it's not that guy anymore. So I'm not saying Vrabel is that, but I do wonder if he's another Patriots coach that maybe helps you in the short term, but over time kind of wears you out. So, yeah. And maybe uh, it's, maybe it's unfair of me to put Vrabel in the Harbaugh, Belichick, Carroll category. If we're again, talking about age and long-term vision and all that stuff, but you're right. While Vrabel doesn't have that chip against him, if you will, because he's only what 49 or whatever he is. Uh, he does have the reports that he and two general managers, John Robinson, who was fired, and Rand Carthon, who was hired and he apparently couldn't have a marriage with, uh, didn't see eye to eye get along. And like you said, you know, do you want that immediate friction if that would be the case here with Adam Peters? I don't know. So I, I just feel like they kind of owe it to themselves to at least talk to one of those guys. Um, I, I, I don't know. I think that would be uh, a mistake. But, uh, you know, I mean, obviously they have maybe a different vision and maybe they will speak to Vrabel. I, I don't know. Um, 
Uh, we will see. Ben Standig with us from The Athletic. Of course, the Standing Room Only podcast. Make sure you go check it out. Excellent coverage. Again, available for you via subscription uh, on The Athletic. And occasionally you hear him uh, throughout the offseason hosting shows here at Odyssey uh, DC. Uh, Mike Sando, your colleague at The Athletic, uh, I think it was just today, maybe it was yesterday, wrote a column ranking the best head coaching vacancies. And this might be a major shocker to many. He has the commanders as sixth. On the list. Uh, I don't know if you've read the whole piece yet or not, but behind the Raiders, behind the Patriots, behind the Seahawks, behind the Falcons, and, of course, behind the Chargers. I I mean, listen, I I I couldn't tell anybody that they're crazy if they didn't put the Commanders number one, maybe even number two. But six? That seems a little odd. Yeah, um, Mike, uh, who you know has great uh, sources around the league, he hosts uh, a a weekly podcast on The Athletic with – Randy Mueller, the former uh, Dolphins and Saints GM, and Randy's been on my podcast before. Uh, he, Randy put out a story the other day ranking the GM positions. Now, this is just when when Peters had been hired, but mm-hmm. ranking them, and he had Washington fourth out of five. So something about whatever those guys are talking about, they're in lockstep about mm. not viewing this Washington job as a good one. I, I you know, respect their opinions, but my sense would be that this is, you know, an outside example either way, like what, when it, you know, of like not really understand, not really having a, a, the pulse of what's happening here versus what your perception is. And then it takes a while for that to change. Like you remember, of course, when like RG three got benched for Kirk cousins and locally we were all like, well, yeah, I mean, we're watching this. <laughs> yeah, this is exactly. to go. And nationally, everybody's like, yep. this is insane. Yeah. What are you doing? So right. I just think that it's going to take people a minute to recognize that this isn't going to be the same scenario with under Josh Harris that it was under Dan Snyder. If you're purely talking about 2024, sure, Washington could be back again at being one of the, the having one of the worst records in the league. But I'm 100% confident that Adam Peters enjoyed this, really liked this spot because of the blank slate of it all. That you do have so much room to operate here with the cap space, mm-hmm. with all the picks. There's not, yeah, there's not a ton building blocks on this roster but as best i could spin it maybe that's not the worst thing in the world it was not like it was working here so now you can go in there and do what you want and i would think a head coach would potentially appreciate that as well depending on your level of urgency again if belichick wants to beat don chula's record coming here would make no sense because it doesn't seem logical that washington would be a quick turnaround whereas like say atlanta if they can figure out a quarterback you know they've got a, 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 a deeper more uh you know, a, a deeper roster than Washington. Right. Does. So I don't know. Six seems a bit low to me, but again, it's not like they have a ton to work with. I just think perception is probably playing a factor here for some people. All right. Uh, before I let you out of here, uh, two things, and you don't have to spend a lot of time on this. Uh, any gut reaction uh, to the Rivera uh, interview with, with, with Kime and, and, you, you know, big picture. I, I mean, I, I was bothered by the fact that he basically seemed to take a machete to the media uh, and, and blame the media for a lot of the problems. Um, you know, I, I thought the rest of it was okay, fine, fair. I mean, I wish he was asked about Chase Young and Jason Wright and, and not hiring, you know, somebody to help him with all the things that he felt burdened by right from the get-go. But uh, did you have a big-picture takeaway with uh, from that? Yeah, I mean, um, look, I, I kind of agree with, with you. And I, I don't want to be like, oh, he picked on the media. But, like, part of what he said about the media thing was that there was um, – 
some people want just want to try to interpret what he's saying when not everything has meaning. Well, I mean, this is what we do. I mean, in life, like forget being a coach and a reporter. Like somebody says something to you, you need to then interpret what is being said or mm-hmm. how do you absorb the information you just got. And in this case, this is literally what we're doing. And I think also, as I wrote the other uh, right after he was let go about what I was told from sources and my own, you know, reporting about what kind of happened, the, the story was a lot about, you know, too much focused on narratives and not mm-hmm. enough focus on, on a steady plan. That was a great Which quote, by the way, that whoever you got that from, because that's how a lot of us felt, you know? Right. So, so yeah. So, I mean, you know, look, he's going to have his own opinion. He was, it was his life. He's the one who knows the most information uh, in this story. But sometimes, as we all know, just because you think you know what you are saying and meaning mm-hmm. doesn't mean that's how everybody else is going to view it. And it doesn't also mean that you're even right because you're only viewing it from your perspective, not necessarily those affecting. So, yeah. you know, glad, glad Ron seems to be in a good space. I'll be very curious if he actually does get back into coaching and what those opportunities would be, as he suggested, but uh, we'll see. I, I thought maybe he would take a year off and do TV or work in the NFL front office or whatever. Uh, he would do, and maybe that still happens. Who knows? We will see. Uh, all right, one last thing before I let you go. I uh, appreciate your time again, Ben, standing with us on the BetQL guest hotline. Make sure you check him out in The Athletic as well on X slash Twitter at Ben Standing and the Standing Room Only podcast uh, available wherever you get your podcast. So I want to do a quick game of yes or no without a head coach in place, even though we all think where this is going, offensive-minded, young, unproven head coach, blah, blah, blah. Yes or no, these players coming back. Just gut feel, okay? I'm not asking for any analysis. Yes or no, Curtis Samuel. No. Kendall Fuller. No. Jacoby Prissett. Only if they skip quarterback at two, so no. Antonio Gibson. I'll say yes, because if somebody's got to come back, I I would like to see what an uh, a different coaching staff could get out of Gibson. That's been thinking that for four years, more or less. Cam Curl. I'll say no, but I need to know what his market is. I, I, I just wonder, does he get what people think he's going to get, or is it a more modest price that they can absorb easier? Cody Barton. No. Joey Sly. Eh, I mean, you know, sure. But, That's my know, guy. You know that. <laughs> I mean, you know, Joe was like, I mean, you know, I'm teasing, I'm with, teasing. With, with, yeah, when he, he's fine with the kickoffs, and yeah. I mean, he's, he's good, he's solid, yeah. but, you know, it, it, sure. You could do better, but, you know, he's all right. He's not, he's not Cam Cheeseman. That's, <laughs> that's for damn sure. Uh, let me give you one last one. Kalik Hudson. Uh, I, I would say yes, personally. I thought he was a guy that over the last few weeks mm-hmm. really kind of stood out to me, not so much because of the number of tackles, which was actually a fairly high number, but he just seemed to have a lot of aggression and playing with, you know, I agree. With speed and all that. So I, I, you know, not saying he's a starter, but I, I wouldn't mind keeping him around. Yeah, I agree. I think we covered everybody major. I mean, obviously there's still some pieces like James Smith Williams and Sidney Charles and uh, Jamison Crowder and so on and so forth. But, you know, most of those guys you basically said no to, but some of them you would lean, you know, yes to. And, and that's fair. And I, I think they will certainly bring some guys back. I just question, you know, who and when and where and, and, and what and how do, they, how do they replace, quite honestly, arguably, two of their most productive players on each 
each side of the ball in Curtis Samuel and Kendall Fuller if they choose to walk away from them. Ben, I appreciate you as always, pal. Great to catch up with you, uh, you know, both uh, obviously on the phone earlier uh, in our personal lives and as well here on the radio. Uh, great work as always all throughout the year. and look forward uh, to more of your coverage on the Athletic and the Standing Room Only podcast. Always a pleasure to chat with the Rooster. Thanks, man. My guy. That is Ben Standig. A good spot with him. We'll take a timeout. We'll come back, grab your phone calls, 301-230-0980, 301-230-0980. Are the commanders making a mistake if they don't talk to Bill Belichick, who is closing in on the Falcons' job, Pete Carroll, Jim Harbaugh, and let's throw Mike Vrabel into that mix. Four big, big, big names. Are they making a mistake if that's – the reality, and if that's the case. And what reason would they not be doing it, is your guess. 301-230-0980 on the Team 980 in the Odyssey app. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. All right, so again, I am bothered by the fact that at least as far as we know, and again, I I acknowledge that some things could have happened clandestinely. I I don't know. They just haven't been leaked to the media, perhaps. Again, we don't know. That so far, we have not found out that the commanders have talked to Bill Belichick, Pete Carroll, Mike Frabel, or Jim Harbaugh. Four big the Mount Rushmore, if you will, of head coaches available. We don't know if the Cowboys did privately before deciding to keep McCarthy, and it just hasn't leaked out yet. We just don't know. So it's possible that the commanders have, and it hasn't leaked out yet. Like, a guy like Vrabel is free and available. He's not playing, you know, what? there's no restrictions there. None that we know of anyway, unless the Titans weirdly you know, put some sort of restriction, which I can't imagine that they did after firing him. But it, it it seems weird to me, guys. Sorry, it just does. If 
you go through this cycle, and if we find out that they didn't talk to any one of those four guys, to pick their brain, to see what they're about, to see if there's a match. What if Mike Vrabel doesn't necessarily want full control? He just wants input. And he didn't think very highly of Rand Carthon for whatever reason. But he does think very highly of Adam Peters and Josh Harris. What if? Then you could get a near 50-year-old head coach. Yes, a defensive one, but one who's been successful. Granted, last two years, not very good record-wise. Why wouldn't you? I mean, if you want to say, okay, we ideally don't want to waste time. We don't want to talk to a 72-year-old. Listen, I disagree with that, but maybe I'd be willing to understand, depending on your perspective, why you didn't think it was worth the time to meet with Forget Belichick. Pete Carroll. You know? You want somebody with energy and rah-rah shishkumba? That's Pete Carroll. Weird to me. Maybe it's not that weird to you guys, but it's weird to me. Um, Maddie, can we take a quick phone call? or or, Yeah, all right. Let's take a quick phone call here uh, and uh, get to, I think Lap has been on hold the longest. Let's get Lap in here before the bottom of the hour, and then we'll take some final phone calls on the other side. What's up, Lap? How are you, pal? Hey, what's up, Rooster? Lap, hey, what's shaking? Um, I, I don't want to go going down that direction, man. I mean, those coaches probably better suited for a contender or somebody, you know. I mean, it's probably not too, too many available if those teams are doing good right now. But, uh, like, Dallas or somebody could have probably definitely used one of them. But us, I would like us to go, you know, you know, 45-ish kind of range and young and, you know, give somebody a chance that's never had one before, you know, something different. And, um, and can utilize the talent that we do have and um, has some, some form of input to be able to get the new talent you know, to really help us um, compete. And I'm hoping that whoever comes in this building, it won't be no long, drawn-out process. I mean, you 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 see, you know, what some of the teams are doing now, you know, like Detroit and the Bills and the Browns and Houston, you know, it's just impressive, man. And, you know, like I said, I've been saying it for a while, man, it's got to be our time, man. It's got to be our time now. But yeah, I, I mean, I mean we'll you hope see, so. Man. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. You, you hope so, but but here here's here's the problem, Lap, and I appreciate you as always. I, again, I I, I don't want to just you know we talk about narratives being unfair. It's an unfair narrative that Pete Carroll and Bill Belichick don't know what they're doing because they're seventy two or can't relate to younger players or can't have energy or can't. You know, just like it's an unfair narrative that you shouldn't hire a defensive-minded head coach or a special teams head coach. That, you know, the the whole league is trending towards offensive-first head coaches and young. Well, it doesn't always work out. It doesn't always turn into Sean McVay and Matt LaFleur and even Mike McDaniel. Sometimes it turns out to be Cliff Kingsbury or Arthur Smith. And if Brian Dable doesn't watch out, he might be next. You know, I mean, Sometimes it turns out that way. 301-230-0980. We'll take a quick trending alert, and then we will be right back for a couple of final phone calls and dum-dum of the day right here on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app.
All right, the Capitals are back in action tonight after a day off yesterday and a 2 nothing win over the Ducks. They host the St. Louis Blues tonight. You can hear it, 106.7 The Fan, 6.45 The Coverage, Capitals Radio Network and the Odyssey app. Alex Ovechkin officially a game-time decision. If he's not back tonight, and it would be his fourth straight game out, uh, it certainly sounded like head coach Spencer Carberry in his meeting with the Junkies yesterday morning here on the Team 980. You can go back and check that out at team980.com or, again, on the Odyssey app. Uh, indicated that it wouldn't be too much longer and that Ovechkin should be back soon with the lower body injury. Meanwhile, the Wizards... They are at Madison Square Garden in New York for a 7.30 tip. 7.15, the pregame coverage uh, after Craig Hoffman and a small slice of MGM, or bet MGM, I should say, right here on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. And this story from college football, how about this, right? Talk about eligibility and transfer portals and this, that, and the other thing. Miami Hurricanes tight end Cam McCormick is returning to play for the Hurricanes in 2024. That's not a big deal, right? Nobody even knows who Cam McCormick is. It's his ninth season of college football and eligibility. Trust me, there is a story behind it. Was at Oregon to start his career in 2016, but missed significant parts of four seasons along with COVID and a red shirt year. That all led to Cam McCormick, again, being granted a ninth year of eligibility. And that's what's trending. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Let's go right back to the phones and get as many of you guys in before dum-dum of the day. And uh, uh, just a little tease on that. This story is going to be, a I want to say, about as dumb as you can find. But it's, it, it's pretty up there. It might be top five of all the dumb things that can be dumb and possibly dumb. Dum-dum. Dumb. Dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum. All right, let's get to um, let's go to Sean calling from Cincinnati and Xavier University. What's up, Sean? How are you? I'm good, Chris. How are you? Good, Sean. What's going on, brother? Good. Uh, I just wanted to quickly give my two cents um, on just the coaching. Uh, you know, you've already know I've expressed a couple of times I kind of want someone new, uh, defensive coordinator, but also, I mean. I'm not against the defense. There's several guys I want. I would say my top three are Bobby, Slowick, uh, Dave McDonald, or Mike McDonald, excuse me, and um, Ben Johnson. But mm-hmm. I, also at the same time, I'm not going to – the thing with me is I'm not too upset that they're not talking to these big-name coaches because partially because of what I just talked about, but also because during Snyder's tenure, a lot of what we saw him do was, oh, the big the, – the, the shiny toy or the big name that's 
that'll get ticket sales in the beginning of the season. But if it doesn't work, like I, I'm not too upset with them not going after um, these former head coaches who everyone views as the top of the line options because we know what they can do when they're at their best. But me personally, the biggest thing that sticks out to me is I'm going to be happy with pretty much whoever because just going back to it, there's not going to be a power struggle. There's not going to be a, 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 so many different, there's not, there's not a, how can I say this on the radio friendly? There's not a very incredibly stupid, egotistical, my way or the highway person running the show. Instead, the person running the show is putting the literal best option in Adam Peters Mm -hmm. at the forefront, and he's going to do what he sees fit. And if he thinks Mike Vrabel is the best, I'm going to, I trust him because it's just for the first time in my life, I actually like, and yes, I growing up, I, I, I had faith because it, it took me a while to realize there was no chance, but for like, it's just so refreshing to know that whoever is going to be the head coach is going to be worrying about the head coach and is not going to have to um, answer questions about Congress hearings every two weeks right. Happy or, Thanksgiving, or, or do all these other things. So it's just, just to finish up, it's just, it's a great time. I like it, it, it really is a great time to be a Washington fan. I truly believe that Adam Peters and the, everyone, they're going to make the right decision. And I, there, I mean, obviously there's a couple guys I don't want, but at the same time, I'm just, I'm very, I'm just anxious to know who it is. Cause I want to get this. I want to, I want to start learning about them, what their tendencies are and start kind of predicting what I think they're going to do and all this other stuff. So um, I'm just a little impatient. I know there's a the couple of the head guys are still on teams and I can, I can respect that, right. but. I, I, well, they'll I be able to talk to excited. those guys, even if they're, you know, I guess still, uh, you know, uh, still alive past this yeah. weekend um, on January 22nd, which is what? Um, uh, Saturday. Uh, I guess that's Monday. So starting on Monday, they yeah. can start talking to, you know, even a Mike McDonald, like, uh, you know, in, in person, I guess, is, is the, I don't know, the, the rules change every year, uh, and some of them make sense, some of them don't make sense. But the process will definitely speed up. This week was about hiring Adam Peters, getting Adam Peters in place, yeah. introducing Adam Peters, letting him get to know as many people as he can in a quick amount of time and quickly getting the next phase ramped up. So I do think they have time in that nobody's been hired yet you know, in this cycle. And part of that is to allow this kind of lag, if you will. Appreciate you as always, Sean. Good to hear from you. Um, We will talk real soon. Let's get to uh, Ian in Virginia, uh, in Vienna. What's up, uh, Ian? How are you? So, Chris, this is where I'll disagree with you. Okay. I don't want Vrabel, Tomlin, Belichick, Carroll, or any tenured head coach with an aura to be in the building. Even though we finally have the proper structure, there is no way a first-time GM has the presence and moxie to override someone like a Bill Belichick or a Mike Vrabel. And I don't want that. I want it to be an equal partnership. I want the head coach, the GM, 
the quarterback and the owner to all come in together and grow together. If Bill Belichick was the head coach, and even if he has no player personnel, his presence alone and his entire resume would trump anything that Mm -hmm. Adam Peters could do. And I don't want that type of dynamic, that type of friction, that type of setup. I want a young partnership that can grow together. I don't need a 20-year head coach or a 10-year head coach. I just want a five- to seven-year partnership of growth, equal respect, and equal footing. And that's why I think someone like Slowick or Johnson or whomever is the way to go because I think they, they're coming in together. They're building something together. They have a young quarterback together. And that dynamic creates a much healthier environment for the organization and team to go. So that's why I'm not upset that they haven't interviewed those guys. And frankly, I wouldn't either. We know what they've done, good and bad. And yeah, again, I, I and I I, I understand exactly what you're saying, but let me let me just play you know devil's advocate for a, a, you know a, a little bit, right? Um, you know we've seen in all sports, not just the NFL. You know some marriages work, some marriages don't. Some young coaches work, some young coaches don't. Uh, some old coaches work, some you know like so. I, I guess what I'm asking is, are we trying to paint the prettiest picture here, or are we trying to paint? The most effective picture here. Does that make sense? To me, um, I understand what you're saying. And yes, I'm trying to paint both the most effective and prettiest because every one of those coaches that you described, they're fired or to be fired for a reason. Belichick has a losing record without Brady. He has one playoff win without Brady. He has been one of the worst player personnel inputters and quarterback drafters ever. I don't want his opinion. Tomlin, one play, no playoff win since the 2016 season. Brable, he was losing the last two years. Like every one of these coaches, I understand the new guys are risk, but I also know with these guys who've been fired, they're fired for a reason. They're not winning. And maybe it's time for something new. That's fair. And That's I fair. just, I, I am doesn't want anybody with hair on their chest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, we've seen plenty of we've seen plenty of Mike Shanahan yeah. come back through and not work. I hear you. Yeah. I you know I, I, listen. I, I slightly disagree with your opinion, but I respect it uh, and I understand where you're coming from. And I, by the way, I do think you're going to get what you want. I do think you're going to get one of the two young hotshot offensive coordinators. I'd be very surprised uh, if it doesn't go that way. Appreciate you, man. Got to let you run. Squeeze in JYD here for a quick minute or so uh, right here before the end of the show. What up, JYD? How are you? How you doing, Rooster? All right, JYD. The only thing I can say, say, Rooster, is I think you just – you you touched on it. You, You was getting ready to grasp it, really. But hey, you know what? You know what? All the fans think they're gonna have kumbaya, kumbaya by not by not having by not talking to Harbaugh mm-hmm. and whether if anybody I would talk to would be Harbaugh or whatever. And if everybody thinks that everything is gonna be all peaches yeah. and rosy yeah. and everything that everybody's gonna be just getting along and everybody can just chill. Or whatever, nah. It might look. It might start out that way, but believe me, as they was, as I would say, 
the all-state mayhem man will be playing, will be interceding. Trust me. I, I, I understand. I appreciate it. Thank you, JYD. Good to hear from you. Uh, I would just say this. Again, I understand the, the, the whole like image or the whole perception that you want guys coming in on the same time, the same level, working together, married together, growing together, all of that. I get it. I get how that could work. But like not every not every marriage is like that. Not every situation is like that. Like for Brad Holmes and for Dan Campbell, it was like that. Matt LaFleur didn't have that. Sean McVay didn't have that. They had to figure out a way to work. Matt LaFleur did with Brian Gutenkust, who was already in place and who hired him. Uh, Sean McVay went with Les Snead, who was already in place and hired him. Mike McDaniel, down in Miami, was hired by um, Chris Greer. I think it's Chris Greer. I think that, I think it's Chris Greer. You know, like, not every situation. Now, now, again, those are young guys, right? But not every situation is going to be same time, same level, same. Like, basically what I'm trying to get at is there's plenty of examples that everyone can cite for whatever their preference is. Um, and I understand Ian's point. I understand JYD's point. I understand everyone's point, whatever I do, I get it. But I guess my overall arching point is, and this is the same with the show and how we started with McCarthy and, you know, whatever is, and maybe this is just seasoning. It's taken me a while to get to this where I don't think everything that I think is right. And I know some of you disagree with that. But I'm willing to listen. I take your calls because I'm willing to encourage debate. Or maybe I learned something. Or maybe I didn't think of something. Whatever. I still have my opinions. I still have my perspectives. I still have my values. Whatever. What I'm saying is there's more than one way and of doing things and learning and believing and so on and so forth. And in this case, with the commander's head coaching position, again, the one thing that I want to fight off, the one narrative that I think is really unfair is that it's only half, it, it only has to be a young, unproven offensive mind. That's the narrative that drives me crazy. Is that the narrative that a lot of people are moving towards? And are there plenty of reasons for optimism and success? And we've mentioned a bunch of them. Absolutely. But it does not mean it will happen that way here. And if that's the case also, why aren't they talking to Frank Smith of the Miami Dolphins? Why aren't they talking to Brian Campbell? Uh, 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 Brian Callahan. I'm sorry, Brian Callahan in Cincinnati. Why aren't they talking to Dave Canales down in Tampa? It seems like it's not as open of a search as it could be. And that's my issue and argument. All right, more on this all coming up tomorrow. Dumb Dumb of the Day next. And it's an animal house, man.
All right, wrapping things up here on a Thursday afternoon. Craig Hoffman coming up in about seven or eight minutes, so stay tuned for that. Don't forget the Wizards tonight, 7-15, the pregame coverage at MSG against the New York Knicks right here on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. And don't forget to join us Friday, February 2nd at Bethesda Theater, 106.7 versus Team 980 Live. Tickets available now, BethesdaTheater.com. It's all brought to you by our friends at M Street Bank. Cheer local, bank local. Visit them at mstreetbank.com for more information. Time to wrap up the show with a weird one, a wacky, as they like to say. It's time for Dumb Dumb of the Day. They must have a lot of time in Oklahoma because State Representative Justin Hemphrey has introduced a bill earlier this week that would ban what they call furries from public schools across the state of Oklahoma. And worse, allow animal control to round up those who defy the proposed law. What? Now, you might be asking to yourself, as I had to, Chris, what the hell is a furry? Well, apparently it's viewed, defined as, students who purport to be an imaginary animal or animal species or who engage in anthropomorphic Homorphic behavior, which is, again, commonly referred to as furries, furries uh, at the school, that they should not be allowed to participate in school curriculum or activities. The legislation would require parents or guardians to pick up their child from school. Otherwise, quote, animal control services shall be contacted to remove the student, according Not to the bill. Taking crazy pills. Yes. Yes, you are. So here's the deal. What, again, you you may not realize. This is kids that, and I don't know why they would be doing this. They dress up like a, like a pet in a big furry costume. Mascot-esque. A mascot. I don't know why they would be doing it. That's neither here nor there. I get that it's a distraction to call animal control. To have them removed? I mean, when I was in high school, we had cat kids. Kids that came in with cat tails and ears and all that kind of yeah. stuff. And it was weird. Yes. But, like... Distracting. Though, a little bit distracting. Yes. But honestly, the most distracting part was the fact that I would get a chuckle every time they hissed at me. Well, okay. Weird. Weird and funny. It's Again, like, okay. Did you ever think to call animal control? No. They're just, they're just kids that are do- doing what they're doing. It's not a phase, Mom. He's literally sending people to the pound. Messed up. This is Oklahoma for you, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Congratulations. You're Chris's dum-dum of the day. Yes. Please don't do that. Please concentrate on many other things that are much more important. Greg Hoffman coming up next. We will see you tomorrow at 1. Thanks to Ben Standing. Thanks to you guys for being with us. Thanks to Matty Ice. Have a great rest of your Thursday afternoon. Adios. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.